Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What's up, babes? Welcome back to another episode of Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. Hey, honey. Hi, honey. We just got back from Palm Springs, guys. Um, I have to apologize for my crappy voice because my allergies are out of effing control. I can't breathe. I can't hear myself. Luke has me turned up. Hopefully, I'm not screaming. You know when you have bad allergies or like sinus infection and it just sounds like you're screaming to yourself? Yeah. And guys... I'm not going to apologize for this. Dogs are drinking water. They're chewing on their little chicken treat bone stick situations because it's the only way to shut them up. The second we start a podcast when we're at home and we're not in the studio, they're like, what can we do to need attention right now? There's like crying and barking and chewing and squeaking and... Thanks, yeah. Jill. And Jill, Jill, she's just drinking because she finished her treat already. <laughs> it's true. She's like, I need some water. But we do have a lot to talk about, babe. We do. This in, is... In one second. Yeah. Here in just a second. All set, Jill? The Valley announcement, fina fucking <laughs> They announced the show we've been teasing and grinding our teeth trying not to talk about for months now. Months. So here it is. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's on my page. Um, it's on Bravo's page. It's it's all over the damn place. So we have a new show coming out. It's called The Valley. Um, it's been referred to as a spinoff of Vanderpump Rules. I would like to think of it as its own original show with three members of a previous cast. With three Vanderpump Rules alumni. Yes, Correct. it is a new show. It, it's very much a new show. It's not about Vanderpump Rules. It's not about working at a restaurant. I mean, completely. I'm on the show. I don't know Lisa. (laughs) I mean, like, if Lisa walked up to me, I would recognize her, but there's never been any interaction there before. So it's like... She and I have nothing to do with each other. But yeah, we're we're fucking stoked, you guys. We're really excited. We've been working so hard on this show for so long. And when I say that, what I mean is... Yes, you know, filming, um, I'm sure most of you, or maybe if you haven't heard any of the cast members and I from Vanderpump talk about it before, but we filmed for 
a few months usually. Then there's a lot of post-production. We have those like interview bobblehead, like confessional bites we do. And then obviously all the editing that goes involved into creating a television show, right? We're not live. It's not like you're just watching us on Insta Live. But I'll just say prior to that, we've really, I'll say Jax, Brittany and I have really been working on the show for like a year and a half. More than that. You said a year and a half a year ago. That's probably right. So like two you're right. Like probably two plus years we've been talking about the show. And trying to get so it going. Yeah. I want to give mad kudos to Jackson Brittany for having this idea. I mean, it was an idea we all talked about many, many years ago. The pandemic happened. Nothing ever came from it. And Jackson Britt came back to the table and said, you know, this is something we'd really like to do. And they were the brains that brought this to the forefront and brought it to the producers and said, like, let's, let's give us a whirl. And the casting was also like, as far as who are your real friends? Like who are people, you know, we're not calling a casting producer, a casting director and saying, Oh, who wants to be on a show called the Valley? Like there's this other show in France that I heard about that they were doing that. So that's not our show. (laughs) No, we all know each other before this. Granted, I personally didn't know everyone very well prior, but Hey, you'll have to you'll have to watch and find out. So we won't give away too much about who Luke knew or like what our relationships are like. You guys, there are bios out you can read. This will be explained when the show is like firmly. It's been announced, but when it's firmly out and about and like there's an actual trailer, you're gonna know everything. But let's talk about the teaser, the teaser that everyone got to see. Yeah, it's an awesome little video. I think it's so fucking fun, and I'm reading. More love than I am haters. But I think it was such a blast. I actually really liked the concept of it. And what I'm wondering is if some of y'all didn't get the concept. It's like a block party. Exactly. It's We don't all live on the same block, but it essentially we all live in the valley, relatively close to each other, mm-hmm. and we all hang out. And, and no, party. we're not going to be in like flannels and jeans and, well, let's talk about me, leggings and a t-shirt. Not super hot when you're like doing this high, fi- financially expensive, amazing, really cool video for a promo on an amazing network. <laughs> it's like we're not going to be in no makeup. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? You know I put on that blue suit every time I take out the recycling. <laughs> That's just what I do. That's true. The blue suit is for recycling. It's like the blue bags. It's just what I do. It is what you do. It's really hot. I mean, who doesn't put on a five-piece suit to take out the trash? And when you walk recycling? the dogs, you're in a robe. And the dogs get a robe. Exactly. The trash gets a five-piece suit. 100%. So fucking three-piece Recycling. Suit. It's three Listen, pieces. Listen, recycling. Why is it five pieces? I don't know. I just thought that's what it was called. Oh, three-piece suit. You're cute. But it did have like, you had the vest, the suit. You did have a, um, a tie. Did you have a tie on? No. No, never mind. We, we, we fucked with a lot of different options also, you guys. So we love the way that it looks. To those of you who are asking, why are you wearing high fashion? Why do you look like you're going to prom? Because we're still living in LA. Hello. We haven't lost our sparkle. I honestly, babe, I just don't even acknowledge a lot of those comments. I know I do. (laughs) I breeze past them and don't even realize they were there because they just don't make sense. Like if if they're dedicated, they're fans, obviously, because they're listening. Fair. They they saw this, they're watching. Do they really want to see people come out in sweats or a robe or just like, no, because you know why? Glam my hair and lines on my face from the pillow and no, like. And let's talk about that. Actually. Great point. Because on season 10 of Vanderpump Rules, I did one little tiny part of an episode where I went to Ariana's house and I wore leggings, a sports bra, a sweater, not very much makeup 
and a pair of slides. And how much fucking hate did I get for wearing my cute little Nike slides? A lot, but... They're like, oh, she didn't even try to get dressed for this? Oh, my God. Well, now we're dressed to the nines and we're like, yo, we have a new show. Holla. And everyone's like, why aren't they dressed like they're going to prom? Why don't you guys just try to be positive pollies? For 2024. Look, my guess is the people making those comments aren't listening to this podcast. So let's let's like breeze past that's that fair. and move on. You're right. So that's how I felt. I think we look so cute, Luke. We do. We look like us and we, we look happy and that's what we are. And not everyone looks super happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so funny. I paused it a couple of times and be like, look at it. Look at Jason's face. Look at, look at yeah. Jesse's face. There's like some yeah. stank, some stank faces coming from the men. <laughs> that's for so sure. Funny. I'm just happy to be here. I just, my life's <laughs> so a cute. freaking roller coaster. I don't even know what's coming. Two years ago, no one could have, no one could have convinced me that I'd be right here right now. Two years ago. No way. I, I would be like, ha, you're full of shit. <laughs> Not a chance. No way. Do you even know me? Right. And here we are. Here we are taking a shot at adulting. Taking a shot at adulting. <laughs> Guys, we didn't write that. We didn't write that tagline, but I think it's really cute. It's fun. It's a play on words because Vanderpump, sir, bartenders, ex-bartenders and servers, shots, get it? Need I explain it to you? But let's talk about something else that was really cool about that shoot. It's something so different than I've ever gotten to do on my time on Bravo and working with Bravo and NBC Universal. Normally, we would shoot at things at Sir. At one point, we stepped it up to a studio. We shot this on the Universal lot. We were in Universal, like deep in Universal with all the sets and everything. It it's was amazing. The Nightmare on Elm Street Street that we shot our block party. I have not seen that movie in so many years, so I didn't recognize it at the time, but well, that is crazy. That's isn't a super, that wild? That's super cool. I had it in my notes and you're like, Nightmare on Elm Street, what is that about? So I remember being on set and talking to the different drivers that we had taking us from like hair and makeup at a studio, like up to where we were shooting. Right. And being like, is this the desperate housewives one? Because I've done the tram ride at universal. I've been there a million times. It's 10 minutes away from the house. If that, right. And I was talking to Brittany about it the other day and I said, wait, where do we shoot this again? Was it desperate housewives? And she goes, no, it was nightmare on Elm street. That is fucking rad. That's so cool. That That's ma- a damn piece of history. That makes me want to watch that tonight. Do you want to do that? Sure. No, you'll have nightmares. Yeah, I'll uh, be fine. It's not that scary anymore. It'll be all right. I'll wake you up when you're screaming in your sleep. I'll go underneath. Yeah. I'll go underneath the covers and yank your feet down. I just have to pinch your butt. Idiot. <laughs> but I, I just think that's like so fucking cool, and it's something me 15 years ago prior to being on reality television or let's say 17 years ago before I even moved to LA if you were to tell me that I would be on reality television and that I would eventually get to shoot in the universal lot and having people like cater to me being like the center of attention and like a nightmare on Elm Street I don't know it's these kind of fucking moments that you're like I can't wait to tell my grandkids I agree. We got to get kids first. Though. Okay. fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even thinking about grandkids yet. I'm just saying it's like stories you can't wait to pass down to people that you're like, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's, I, it's not beyond me or above me to think like, that's really fucking cool. Is it egotistical or like narcissistic of me that I have thought for years now that I'm going to write an autobiography and people are going to read it someday? No, I don't think at all. No. You don't think so? I think that's like cool and confident because you do have a really cool life. Let's take all this show bullshit aside. You thought that 
pre-show. I did think that Because pre-show. you do have a really cool life and you have really cool stories to tell. I think that I've led a really cool life and I have wild stories to tell. Hence why I wrote a fucking book. Right. I don't think I'm any of those things. I think a lot of our listeners... The reason they relate to us, because they probably lead, you guys probably lead really cool lives and have wild stories. Like they could be the most basic mundane life to, to a lot of people. But when you have adventures and journeys and crazy stories about someone you met at the store, even, you know? Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Totally. And even just the dumb jokes that make you laugh till you piss yourself. Totally. Like that, that being a thing you actually experience. That's where we, you know, we've all hopefully done that. I yes. hope you've had that much joy in your life. Yeah, you guys, I hope you have. I've definitely peed myself from laughing. (laughs) Let's face it, life can be stressful. It can be overwhelming, and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense and anxious. Stress can also make a mess of your digestion and immune system too. But here's the thing, your life doesn't have to be a constant downpour. Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say goodbye to frazzled nerves and hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks, you guys. And for the next level mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. This company is paving the way in the natural health space. If you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit JustThriveHealth.com and use promo code DOTI. While you're there, check out all the other clinically-backed products. Take control today with Just Thrive. Ladies, did you know that one of the most common complaints from women about their sexual health is a frustrating low libido? Our sex drives can decline, but it's also treatable. Addy, or Flubanserin, is FDA approved and has been clinically proven to increase sexual desire in certain premenopausal women who are bothered by a low libido. So if you feel like you've lost your desire and want to get it back, stop falling for the snake oils and ask your doctor about Addy today or go to Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past, who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem, problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescriptions, over-the-counter or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Do not take if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Addy. Allergic reactions may include hives, itching or trouble breathing. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See full PI and medication guide, including box warning at addy.com forward slash PI or call 844-PINK-PILL. Go to addy.com and use code DOTI for a $10 telemedicine appointment to find out if Addy is right for you. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Okay. Uh, Anyway, I wish we could say so much more about what's to come on the show. I wish I could tell you when it's airing. What I can tell you is what they told you, which is spring. And I'm going to say soon-ish. Sooner than you think. Think not closer to summer. Earlier than that. You'll be able to know a lot more about this. And what I'm excited for Luke and I, wait, let's, I want to read our bio because I am excited about our dogs because this is who we are. Yeah. We don't have the babies yet, but we have three dogs. Here's a little tidbit. In my interview bites, which are, you know, those confessional moments, I've been asked like, who is Jill? I'm like, oh God, I cannot wait. Let me tell you about Jill the German Shepherd. And those are the times in that interview chair where I'm elated. My face brightens up. I feel pure joy. I don't care if I'm cold, if I'm hot, if I'm thirsty, if my butt goes numb because I've been sitting for too many hours. I'm like, Jill, oh, you want to talk about Gibson? Oh, here we go. (laughs) So that shows you what kind of parent I'm going to be one day. Jill is a boss bitch. And I can say that. I don't usually say bitch, but you know, she's a female dog and she's a boss. So... Jill, are you a boss bitch? She didn't acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving forward. Oh, I wanted to read our bio. Let oh, yeah. Let's get the bios. Do you okay. want to read it? I'll read it. Okay. So it starts with, <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, our bio and the press release, everything, yada, yada. After her last breakup, Kristen came to the realization that she was ready to have a baby. And as life would have it, that's when she met Luke at a wedding in Colorado. Okay, let's stop there. <laughs> I do appreciate, I love, you know, shout out to Bravo, NBC, you're the best and all that good stuff. But I was ready to have a baby and as life would have it, I met Luke. (laughs) Well, thank God you walked into my life right when I was ready to have a baby. (laughs) Like, hey, my swimmer swim, let's do this, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's not exactly how it went. Just, I don't know. I feel like the need to explain that. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll wait. The time will come to explain 
more about all of that? Well, so that's when Luke or Kristen met me at a wedding in Colorado. I'm an outdoorsman who enjoys fishing and hunting in the Rocky Mountains, which is true. Luke is no fan of the hustle and bustle of Hollywood, but has chosen to reside in the Valley to be with Kristen. Those are very true. So, so everyone knows, and I think everyone does, I still am in Colorado a lot. And that's where I own property. I go back and forth for the summer and I'm, I'm here as much as I'm in Colorado nowadays. Moving forward, this duo has a lot to juggle, including starting a family, caring for three dogs, running multiple businesses, and not to mention figuring out which state they want to call home. Hashtag the valley. I like this bio for the most part. It is. The only part that I am not in love with is like, it's like you just chose me to be like, put a baby in me. I don't even know you yet. Totally. That's what it sounds like. I agree with you on that. And luckily... For those of you listeners who are going to watch The Valley, which better be all of you, there is explaining in that. I know that I explain it, but you guys listen to our podcast and I've talked about it before. Luke and I have talked about it before. My recent ex before I met Luke, even before him, when I was dating Carter, I I wanted a baby. I've always wanted to be a mother. I think it's just in my blood. Like it's always been something that I know that I'm going to be fucking really good at. And before Luke, I noticed it took me a while, but actually Luke, you, you brought me to that realization that I was sort of like reaching for that. And I was changing myself with my last ex just going, you know what? I want, I want a family. I want a baby. I want to raise a family. So therefore I will now become whoever you want me to be just to obtain that goal. Right. So it's been known that I want to have kids. It wasn't like, ooh, young strapping lad with blue eyes. Let's get knocked up, shall we? You're like, that's a nice bull over there. Let's <laughs> go breed with that one. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Definitely my brain doesn't work that way. Nope. But I, yeah, you, you're not a fan of the hustle bustle of Hollywood. And we've talked about it on this podcast. We're not sure where the hell we're going to live. We don't know where we want to raise a family. We're just taking it moment by moment. Yep. Uh, the only thing we do know is that we don't want to raise a family in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the timeline works out. Yeah. It's exciting, though. We have, obviously, a lot of friends on the cast. Danny and Nia are just a lovely couple, and they have their hands full with three very young children. I could not speak higher of the two of them. I think we, we were so lucky to become close to them over the season because I had only, I met Danny and Nia when their son Asher, who's now three, I mean, I think he was like a month old when I first met them. And then we just kind of kept in touch and I just felt like it was honestly, whether you believe in the universe, God, whatever, it was like God's will that like Nia and I, Nia was supposed to be in my life. And Nia and I were supposed to be friends. I've talked about Nia on the podcast a lot. We've had her on the podcast. You guys should rewind. Go back to our earlier podcast. That was actually during filming when we had Nia on there. But Nia juggling as much as she has and just keeping it all together. And when Luke and I were actively trying to get pregnant, she just was always there for me. And I just, I can't say enough kind words about her and Danny. So. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I just want to breeze through the whole cast. Sure. Though. Sorry. So okay, go ahead. We also I'm have shut up. Jesse and Michelle. Jesse's very outspoken. They have an interesting relationship. They're both realtors. Janet and Jason, they are cool. I actually know, we both know them very well. Mm-hmm. Um, they are... A lot of the fans know Janet from like Sheena's podcast and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Janet's been around. Jason likes to golf as I do. And yeah, they're pretty cool. Everyone so, knows Jackson Brittany. Everyone knows Jackson Brittany. The glue obviously. that hold us together. Yep. 
And that rounds out the couples the of couples. the cast. But then so. let's talk about Jasmine and Zach because they didn't get... Well, this is so I want to remind everyone this is just like a little teaser that they put out because they were airing it at the Vanderpump Rules premiere party. There's going to be a lot more to come trailers, teasers, photos, gallery photos, etc. And I feel like Jasmine and Zach are like two for sure, I know, are two of my favorite people on our entire cast. They're great. I, I mean, I personally know Zach. Basically, Zach's like my number two. Mm-hmm. You're my number one in California. Zach's like my number two. He's around a lot. Zach Zach's and I... like my one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, Zach's my number two. Okay. But you know what I mean. Okay, okay. He's your number <laughs> one. He's your your husband. Yes. I understand. Yeah, Zach's awesome. He's around a lot. Um, we've gotten to know each other and really, we really get along. And I think you even said like, Zach likes me more than any of your exes. 100%. Well, there we and go. And Zach's hysterical and he's fucking dramatic and he's loud as hell and he's the sweetest, kindest, biggest heart, dum-dum, hilarious, dancing, <laughs> singing, wild man. Oh God, I, I just, I love him. And Jasmine and Melissa, Melissa was not, now we know Melissa was not as much a part of our show this year because she was just on Squid Games on Netflix. She was. So we didn't know that going into the Valley because we just knew Melissa had some sort of like contractual situation, why she couldn't really film as much with us. We were like, okay, well we get Jasmine. Jasmine, you guys all know her. If you're Bachelor Nation fans, you know Jasmine. Yeah, she might have been straight at that time, but she's she's flex. She was flexible. She's she's self admittedly bisexual. She still she, yeah, she a, says she's she bisexual. She is bisexual. Yes, and she has an amazing girlfriend named Melissa. Love yeah, you so both, who just Jasmine and Melissa. We you love guys you are guys. fantastic. Um, I know I'm all over the place right now. Also, just really quick, Jasmine and Brittany are going to be joining me on the podcast in the next week or two. So FYI, two weeks, but anyway, they're amazing. Jasmine, I mean, all the times I've hung out with Jasmine, I, she I tells could, it how, how it she, is. She says uh, it is exactly. I, don't, I couldn't come up with a bad thing to say about Jasmine. Never. And I just, even when she and I would get in tiffs or whatever that you'll see coming, you know, nothing's perfect on the Valley, of course, but I just have so much respect for her. I'm like, fucking bitch, tell it how it is. Slay it. You know? Oh yeah. That's great. So I hope everyone's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen myself on TV before. So here we go. This will be fun. Um, yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for everyone to get to know you and you really were your honest, true self, which is very difficult to do on a show, especially a show like this, where I feel like there could be a lot of pressure coming from production or the network or cast members, possibly. I, I don't know what it's like to be on a show when it's not the first season of a brand new show. Do you know what I mean? Meaning like I went on Vanderpump Rules, we were all brand new. I can't imagine what it could be like joining a show with people who have done it for so many years and it be my first go. Right. And not having any... I mean, I didn't have the, these ambitions. I didn't have, this was just something that just fell into my lap. And as everyone knows from this podcast, it was an agreement that Kristen, Kristen and I had when we started dating yeah. was that she couldn't date someone that refused to be on camera. So here right. I am. And it was never that you had to be like the forefront, but it was just if my life continued down the path that it has been going and I got the opportunity to do television again, you're the biggest part of my life. So it would never make sense for me to do it without you is really what it was. Not like, well, fuck you. If you can't be on TV, then you don't date me, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get it. I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I'm so sensitive right now. Well, hey, when the goat comes out, they'll see that I'm not on that. (laughs) That's true. And you are. So 
and I hope we can reverse roles one day. I want to, I want to do the competitions. I'm a competitive person. Mm-hmm. I really understand how these games work. That's my kind of reality. Oh, I TV. think you'd be so ball, like baller at it. Too. And I hope that opportunity comes someday. So it doesn't matter what show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll be a villain. Put me on, you know, no. House of Villains. No, just stop talking. You're okay, not, I'll stop talking. You're not going to be a villain. Survivor, oh. the goat, anything. Put me on a competition show. You're not going to, Luke. You are who you are, and that's why I love you, and that's why everyone who doesn't know you yet is going to fall in love with you, because you exactly are who you are. You're not manipulative. You're not fake. Unless I have to be. No. You're just not. Okay, fair. It's not in your bones, and that's what I love about you. So speaking of manipulative and fake... (laughs) Where are we going with this? I have to talk about what I heard on YouTube today. Oh, I know what you're talking about. So, you guys... My buddy Adam, who used to work at Sir, who is absolutely fucking lovely, and Adam, I love you, and you need to be on this podcast, and I've sucked at booking guests lately, but I can't wait for you. So Adam's podcast is called Up and Adam. Up and Adam. Amazing. Hilarious. Fantastic name. Perfect for a podcast. And Adam is just the gift that keeps on giving if you are into like pop culture, especially Bravo type shit. He is like uploading stuff to the minute. And I was on the internet today looking for any part of the premiere episode of Vanderpump Rules because we were not invited to Vanderpump, the premiere. Tickets were a hefty buck and we were not invited. So we went to Palm Springs. But that being said, when all the press came out, Rachel Levis has a podcast that I forgot about. And she did an episode talking about her time on Vanderpump Rules and my fucking jaw dropped. Oh, not just talking about her time on Vanderpump Rules, talking about kissing Schwartz and what went into that, like how that all came to be and how much preparation and how that was like a setup. It was totally a fucking setup. So Adam, the reason I'm bringing up Adam, because Adam played clips from Rachel's podcast. I don't listen to Rachel's podcast but I love Adam. So he played some clips from there where Rachel spills the tea that the whole her and Schwartz thing was totally set up. It was, according to Rachel, allegedly all by producers. And Tom Sandoval knew about it the whole entire time. Tom Schwartz knew about it the whole entire time. It was all just kind of what we all assumed, I think, in the beginning. But then it sort of went away. But the thing that chapped my ass the most is that during the clips that we heard from Rachel's podcast... There was not one inkling of apology or feelings for Katie or Ariana. It chapped my fucking ass. That's true. I mean... She went into so much detail of saying, Katie said to her, like, you know, you you asked him to make out with you. You pulled that once. If you do this, something like this again, it's going to end my friendship with you. She even like quoted Katie on that and did not then say, I feel horrible that I did this to Katie. So you guys need to listen to the Up and Adam thing because I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to like quote the whole thing. But she also says in this clip that she and Ariana were in an Uber together going to filming after she and Tom have already hooked up before. After Raquel, Rachel and Tom have already, Sandoval have already hooked up. And then Ariana says, oh man, something along the lines of like, I hate going to this place because I feel like it's the place where someone's going to say like, I slept with your boyfriend. And Rachel's like, oh God, she like reacts to that. But she doesn't say, God, I felt so awful. I can't believe what I did to my best friend, Ariana. And I want to talk about the best friend thing, because not only did Rachel constantly say they were best friends, Ariana thought that they were that close as well. So like, 
Everyone just needs to be feeling bad for Ariana and Katie right now. And that's it. That's how I feel. I feel like they were both punked so fucking hard by Tom Tom and Raquel. And I, I love Tom Schwartz like, to pieces. I just feel like he was a pawn in all of this. I don't think Tom Schwartz is a manipulative little fuck. I think he was a pawn in Tom Sandoval's game. I agree. I think he's a loyal. I think Tom's a great guy. I think he's a loyal friend. And that's where it turned into a fault this time that he was loyal to Tom Sandoval and this got caught up in this mess. And, you know, now he looks like a bad guy in a lot well, of people's eyes. It, but you know, what? So. in all of my friend, all my years of friendship with Tom Schwartz, I think what always fucks him is being loyal to Tom Sandoval. It fucked his marriage with Katie. I'm saying it. It fucked his friendships, his friendship with Ariana. It fucked a lot of things up. His like undoubted loyalty to Tom Sandoval is what is fucking him over. And what has Tom Sandoval ever had Schwartz's back like that? What? Cause he, he maybe lied for him before. It just makes me so fucking sick. So I don't think Tom Sandoval's ever had Schwartz's back the way that Schwartz has like laid in the fucking shit for Sandoval. Well, I don't know that Schwartz has had these plans that he needed of course not sandoval's participation in so i think that's really where it comes from but i, I don't know the only times i've seen them together it certainly seems like they both have each other's back 100 percent. let me but ask you this luke think of one of your like closest guy friends for the last you know over a decade right okay. and they wanted you to do shit like this for them to that extent what would you do because me i think about it with my girlfriends I would have my girl, like my, my very best friends. I would, no shit, I would have their back. I absolutely would. But if it came to a point where it was just all these deceit and lies and shadiness, and it wasn't for like their better health, like their happiness, you know, right. if they were in a bad relationship and they needed me to like have their back in a way, that's one thing. But none of, I guess none of my girlfriends would ever do shit like this. None of my friends really, whatever, but I just couldn't ever bring myself to being like, oh yeah, this is hilarious and great and fun. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Right. Just as a dude. As a dude? And as you, a you dude. want the logical, practical brain right now, right? Sure, so I, I think the fact that a career, a job, a livelihood was brought into play here, that there is a storyline, there is, you know, during filming, there, this is work, right? As the male mind, sometimes you do put your career, you put your job, you put your livelihood ahead of certain relationships, especially if there are other little factors you can justify it with. If Schwartz saw that Ariana and Sandoval hadn't been good for a while, that they were like really in a tough time and they were likely splitting anyway, he could justify it in his mind. That's like, there are all these factors I'm certain that were going through his mind. Like, what's the right thing to do here? What's the right thing to do? And the decision he made came back on him, but he had to make a decision and he made a decision and it wasn't the one that is more generally accepted, I guess. As far as like calculating things and ones and zeros and being practical and not emotional and thinking about these things, that's the way I see it. Okay. May I give my rebuttal? Of course. I see where you're coming from. However, I think it was a pussy decision. Shorty, I love you. You're never going to listen to this unless someone tells you about it anyway, but you were being a fucking pussy. I disagree because I wouldn't do that. After over a decade on reality TV, I stick by and I stand by how I feel. If I make a mistake within that, I own it and I apologize for it. It's what I've always done. It's what I'll continue to do. This year on the Valley, on the season coming up, I wasn't perfect. I definitely fucked up. I'm not proud of 
some of the things that happened. But the second I came to the realization, if I made a mistake, when I made a mistake, I apologized for it. I owned it. And I had to show my actions speak louder than words, right? So that's how I feel. So I just think it's a pussy ass move. And I'm going to give a shout out to Stassi because Stassi has said on her podcast in the past that it has made her really sick to see how some of the men have been sort of, what's sort of like held on a pedestal when they've done some really awful things. And she's felt certain ways about that. And where she's like, I don't even want to film with this shit anymore because it's, I don't stand by it. And that's how I feel. I just feel like I couldn't do something I didn't stand by. And I'm, I think what I've learned over this time in reality TV is like, that's where I applaud myself for going, nope, I don't feel like that. I'm not willing to do it because it will, this piece of film, this part of the internet, not even just, that sounds shitty. Cause it's not even just people having to know about it, but it's like, I have to look at that forever. Right. I have to own that. Right. I, I totally get where you're coming from. I just don't agree with you from my own personal standpoint, but I see, I appreciate you giving like the male perspective on like why that could be. I also don't totally get, maybe, I don't know why Raquel felt, Rachel felt the need to get into this or to keep going with this. I, like she's not on the show. I do get the need to like free yourself of things that are frustrating for you. I do. So I can somewhat get that part. It's just for me, the fact that she had no like sorrow, no apologetic, like no apologies, no apologetic nature toward Katie or Ariana through all this. She was just kind of like, well, Schwartz did that and Sandoval did that and fuck the producers. She kind of didn't own her part in it either. Okay. Well, do you not see that to me, this is plain as day. That- okay. Tell me. Raquel, Rachel, whatever, her friendship with Ariana and Katie was very, you know, they say people are in your life for a season or a reason, mm-hmm. right? Season, is, reason, or a lifetime, yeah. Exactly. So this was a season type thing that mm. she knew that this wasn't going to be forever. Obviously, or she wouldn't have fucked Sandoval while he was with Ariana, okay? That relationship was supposed to be the stronger one. Throw that out the window. Katie and her never had a tight relationship Right. They're she like, didn't have respect for them. Yeah, exactly. She didn't respect them enough to, to hold them like to a higher yeah. caliber. She didn't see them as these friends she's going to have for life. She was, she thought she and Tom might be though. Yeah. But at the same time, there is some logic behind that in that really the way you go through life, I'm only 32, but I know that friends, unfortunately, there's a lot of times it's a matter of uh, proximity and convenience with the friends you hang out with the most. And so there are a handful, a very small handful of friends that you talk to regularly, no matter where you live, Mm -hmm. you're going to have this very small handful. But once it goes beyond that, there are a lot of friends that, you know what, you may not talk to for years. You see each other again. It's going to be like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in forever. Cool. And all that's great. You pick pick back up, but you're not the the level of friends that are going to stay in touch on a regular basis. You're not that kind of tight for the rest of your life. Yeah. And so I think that that is exactly what it was for Raquel and Rachel, whoever, uh, I don't know what you want to call her. Who, I know. Anyway, I that, naturally say Raquel cause that's how I always knew her, but she goes by Rachel now. And I'm like, I don't fucking know anymore either. I think she saw the potential for a lifetime with Sandoval, which misguided or not, that didn't include these other girls. And so they were kind of disposable as far as where her life was going. Because when I look at things like, I'll be honest, there's people that are disposable, not disposable, but very few people that like for my person, the person I know I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't know. You wouldn't ask and a good partner wouldn't ask you to not talk to certain people ever again. No. 
right? But it kind of happens if you get into a deeper, uh, you know, your relationship, you start a family, you move, there's a number of people you don't talk to again because you were kind of friends by proximity. Yeah, you're right. And that's, that is what reality TV, especially in a cast can very much so be. I mean, think about Vanderpump Rules. I know you've watched very little bits, but I can speak from experience like, and Luke, I've even told you, why, why would I stay in LA for this many years or like move to where I've moved? Because it's like, well, this is where we go. We, a group of friends. It became so, just so tight knit and sort of like, this is what we do because we were friends before Vanderpump Rules. That is why we got Vanderpump Rules. Now we're in Vanderpump Rules. Now Vanderpump Rules has lasted as many years, you know, I was on eight seasons, almost 10 years. And it just became like, well, what do I do without them? It was very a weird right. feeling yeah. to be like, well, but these are my friend. Like, but no, but you're right. Now that I've grown older and I'm with you and we're wanting to start a family, my friends have families, blah, blah, blah. This We've said it a million times on this podcast. It takes a village to raise a family, but like it also takes a very small circle. Your circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Right. And then there will be the, that next, the people that live in never, never land also. Well, sure. But I'm, I'm saying now along oh, that sure. line though, is like when you start a family, then you have these friends that become your friends because they have kids the same age and they live in the same area. And these are still friends by, by proximity right. and only a hand, a very small handful of those will you keep in touch with for the rest of your life as you know, life happens, yeah. you move, get a job, the kids, you know, go to college, you want to move close to the ocean, you know, whatever life happens. And there are some neighbors or some people you used to be close with that you probably don't talk to for years yeah. at a time. So yeah. I think that for Raquel, she saw a future with Sandoval and it didn't have to include Katie and Ariana. That's what you're saying makes perfect sense. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's a justification. I think it makes perfect sense. I just think it's really shitty on her. It makes perfect sense. Okay. For sure. Period. However, I think that my opinion on her doing that podcast and choosing to out producers, out Schwartz, out Sandoval, like all of that and not even give a nod to her wrongdoings was like pretty fucking shitty. It was like almost doubling down on her shittiness, to be honest. It was kind of celebrating it. I, I will say that. I'll agree that the way she was talking about it was, wasn't at all remorseful. She didn't give a nod or, you know, an apology to the girls. Like they all had me duped, uh, even though we were all in on it. It's kind of right. like, what? It sounded to me like she was giving the finger to Bravo and NBC or whoever, you know, the people that gave her this platform that made her yeah. kind of who she is in a public eye giving the finger to them and being like, screw you. I don't need you anymore. I'm going to spill as whatever I can, as much as I can. And I'm gonna be proud of it. Even yeah. though my decisions really hurt a lot of people. Yeah. She should have shut the F up girl. Any hoosies. Okay. That's where we're at with the vowels, with the vowels, with the vowels, <laughs> the Valley with the Vanderpump talk. Ay, 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 ay. But that being said, real quick, that being said, we are, <laughs> we are going to be recapping Vanderpump Rules when it comes out in a couple of weeks, as well as The Valley when that comes out. So you guys are going to dig that shit. So Kristen, are you ready for our segment that we introduced three weeks ago? And we're going to <laughs> now continue because yes. we had a couple of different podcasts. Anyway, it's time for unprofessional relationship advice. All right. And this week... We have Tattooist, spelled T-A-T-T-U-D-I-S-T, Tattooist. Hello, Kristen and Luke. I have a relationship question I would love to get your opinion on. For years, I've wanted to visit a nudist beach. I love how it feels to be naked, especially outdoors when I get the rare chance. 
in the right context, it gives me a sexual rush, but it isn't always about that. Often, I just love the freedom of being in my skin. At least once, I want to feel the sun, the breeze, and the ocean on my bare body. When I've talked about it with my husband, I can tell he doesn't like the possibility of other men seeing me nude. He has reluctantly agreed that we will go together someday, but it's been years. I think he's hoping I'll eventually forget about it and move on. When I brought it up to my best friends a few years ago, they were curious, but they didn't really get it. But now there's been a shift. On their own, a couple of my friends have taken an interest in trying out a nude beach as well. A conversation has become a plan, and now it looks like my little dream is finally going to come true this summer as a girl's trip. The problem is that I am nervous to tell my husband. I'm afraid he will feel jealous or left out or ask me not to go, but I really want to go have this experience with my friends. What do you think I should do? Thank you. Someone's naked neighbor. Someone's naked neighbor is amazing. I have so many feelings about this. I kind of want you to go first because she's asking, like her, her concern is clearly, what's my husband going to think? I'm going to have to break this to him. So uh, let's break it down. Let's break it down. So the whole, his reluctance, I can understand that, especially, I mean, if you're in love and you've, you know, regardless of public opinion, if you're in love, you think your wife your woman is the hottest person in the fucking planet. Mm. So you. you don't want to share that with people. That's how you feel. That's normal, right? So I understand the apprehension and going to a nude beach and knowing all these people are going to see your wife naked. I get okay. it. Okay. At the same time, I, it's I've, a I've nude seen beach. I've seen nude beaches. It's and not it's an not, orgy party. Yeah, exactly. We're not. She's not going to a swinger party. Right. She's not saying she wants to be penetrated by other men. Right. It's. It's not like hey, saw this ad on Craigslist or or wherever. Sorry, that was a little dark. But like, it, yeah, exactly. That's my thought. It's like we're not going to a sex party. It's just nudity, and I personally like. I got elated. And like, I felt joy when you were reading it and she just said like, just the thought of being naked, like outdoors, like the sexual rush thing, I didn't really feel, but good for her, whatever, cool at times. Doesn't want that to be taken out of context. But I'll tell you when I had my house, it was my favorite fucking thing. Every day I had French doors right at the end of my bed. I opened up the doors. I literally would walk around my backyard naked. No one could see me. I knew it for a fact. Granted, she's going to a public nude beach, but I'm just saying like that feeling, I and I'm very self-conscious, but I was like, wow, this is really actually kind of cool. So I've read nice. I've read stories and in, in articles about people like wanting or like celebrities being like, I walk around naked in my house. And I'm like, oh, that's a little weird. And then when I got to do it, I thought it was amazing. We also know, you and I both know, I hate wearing, I don't wear bras. I hate wearing tops at all. If I could be topless 24 seven and it were acceptable to the public and not, you know, hurting people's fucking fragile feelings, I would do it. So I absolutely get her POV and also something to try, trying something new, seeing how you feel about it. Maybe she does it and she was like, eh, maybe not for me, or she really enjoyed it. Maybe her husband would also enjoy it. You got to get out of your damn head. Yeah, I, that's the thing is, I think it just needs to be a more in-depth conversation. That's my personal opinion. Like, and the so communication I, I don't know. between she and her husband of what, like, essentially, I understand that this doesn't, you know, rock your boat. This doesn't tickle your fancy. Can you tell me what it is about that? Is there a way that we can no, look, make Kristen, you not have hurt feelings? Go ahead. I would go to a nude beach with you, even though you know that I don't want other men seeing you naked. 
one, because I know that nude peaches are generally the geriatric age. They're de- typically old people that just don't care. They just mm-hmm. want to, you know, they want to just leave it be all free. out there. They don't care. Just to be free, not feel anything, go out there, do their thing. Totally cool. Not a big deal. It's not, there's also nothing sexual about a nudist beach unless your mind puts it there because it I agree. Isn't. it's just not sexual. A nude I beach. totally agree with you. So, and you can't help how other people feel either. Like if someone is oogling her goodies and they're keeping it private, that's on them. You know what I mean? Right. If someone's inappropriate, they could be inappropriate when she's fully dressed look, as well. And that's on that person. And that's a really shitty thing. I totally understand. But like, I don't see it happening. Totally. And at the end of the day, like these aren't people that are going to find you and slide into their DMs. It's not something you, right. people you have to worry about. But to me, reading this message, okay. I think that the conversation needs to be more in depth saying these sorts of things. And me personally, as you know, male partner in the relationship, if we'd had this conversation, you felt like I wasn't very enthusiastic about it yet. Then you talked to your girlfriends and you just thought I wasn't really that into it, but we hadn't had this deeper in-depth conversation. I was like, yeah, we'll go sometime. And I wasn't excited about it because you do get upset sometimes when I'm not as excited as you are about totally. certain things. And I understand that sentiment, but dive into this conversation more because he might be more upset that you're going with a group of girls than including him when you're going to go be naked. Okay. I, I will say that I could see his perspective being more hurt or more nervous, uh, you know, just not anxious, just not good having feeling. Sto- having stories in his head exactly. going, oh, it's a girl's trip. Oh, a bunch of girls are going to go down there and be naked. A and, bunch of hot women. Yeah, right. That... And Susie's single. So what's that going to lead to? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. But fucking Susie. I know. God damn it. Susie's great. No, I totally see where you're coming from. I do agree that it really does have to be about communication and approaching it in the way of, I feel like I understand where you're coming from. If you could tell me where you're coming from, rather than assuming also is something I've I've learned about being in a healthy relationship. I can always assume how, if you say, Kristen, no, I don't want you to go to the fucking nude beach. Then I'm thinking, oh God, he's just being jealous or blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe, maybe that is the reason, right? Or maybe he has other insecurities or other reasons that you don't, you're not even aware of. So if you can get him to confidently open, like open that conversation with you and just have a real heart to heart about what it is about it that he's sort of turning his nose down to, maybe it's just all assumption, you know, maybe he's just going, oh, that's trash or that's not for people like us, or that's just for old people, or that's just for single people. Like who knows what that could be about? Which is not any of those things. Correct. (laughs) I I couldn't agree with you more. I'm just just saying, I'm trying to assume what someone could assume about that. that would turn their nose down at it. But with what information we have with this message, right? I think that it is likely there's a feeling there and not enough communication. That's My diagnosis is that he wasn't excited. He wasn't thrilled by the idea. Who can blame him? He wasn't like, yeah, let's just go get naked and let everyone see you, you know, let you just right. stroll around the beach. Let everyone see your awesome hot body. Not very many men are going to be like that about their women. Well, I agree. And women don't, I'll say as a woman, I would not care really about my man because in no offense, I love your naked body, but men are not that hot <laughs> from the waist down. In general, they're not. I've always stood by this. I think women are so fucking hot, totally naked, all women. I agree. But men from the waist down, I'm like, I don't want to see your dingling helicoptering around unless I ask for it. You know. That's just my personal opinion. But again, I do see the whole, like, why she might not care, why he cares, just coming from a woman's perspective. Yeah. 
Um, I understand the dilemma. I totally understand the dilemma. But I, I do think I her, more... her husband needs to let her have a little freedom because clearly she's a very loving wife who's thinking about his feelings. And this is just something she needs to do for her because it's something cool. It's on her bucket list. I'm guessing like it's exciting. Why the fuck not? I agree. And I think I just will say, I think that he would very much appreciate a tattooist inviting him along or saying, you know, I want to do this together. Can we get it on the books? Because if not, my girlfriends and I have been talking and we're Great going point. to do it. Yes. So like we actually option. are going to book this yes. trip. If you want to come, I would love for you to give him an option to be included because it could just create more anxiety more like, you know, negative thoughts and mm-hmm. this imaginary story of how it's going to go. If he doesn't want to do it, go do it with your girlfriends. And please write us back and tell us how your awesome trip goes, because I have never been to a nude beach. I've been to South Beach in Miami where I did go topless and that was fun, but it wasn't really that fun because there was paparazzi there and I just did it to like piss the, like, I guess to entertain them because they were annoying me. We were doing Vanderpump rules when I did it, but I was like, here, you can see my tits, like grow up. <laughs> Not grow up. You have amazing tits. Everyone Thank was you. happy about that. I just went that. to the paparazzi, like they're waiting for Look. something. I'm like, here, they're boobs. You can literally Google them. It's not difficult. Yeah, idiots. They're to just boobs. Any, they're, it's they're just a body. Just Look, there are so many different shapes and sizes and so many I different I just things mean, that- these are our bodies. They're just human bodies. I understand that boobs are sexualized, but they're also, they're just boobs. It's just a body. Sure, but you can't change the male mind. It will always be sexualized okay. by men. That is something that we, people need to accept as a fact and stop trying <laughs> to change because men will always sexualize breasts. That is going to be a, a Interesting. fact. Okay. Well, thank you so much for writing in. I hope we helped. Have your husband listen to this. If you guys want to jump on and have a little call with us, we're super down for that. Yeah, it's free unprofessional relationship free advice. Free unprofessional relationship <laughs> advice. We do not charge. Free of charge. What my therapist charges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay. We love you guys so much. We have a new title. We're not going to tell it to you yet. Give us a couple weeks. Give us a couple weeks. This revamped podcast will be coming in hot. Hot, hot, hot. Exactly. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We I love hope you, you guys so it. much. Write us. Tell us what you love. If you hate something, just be nice about it, and we'll you know, do our best to listen to your advice. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sensitive <laughs> right now. I'm emotional. Okay. Love you. Bye. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week.